Hello? Dr. Seaton? Who is this? Cal Ann needs your help. Kane found her, and it's all your fault. Carol Ann, are you on this line? This is one of your little pranks. Hello? Dr. Seaton? Hello? 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 Who is that? A pest. Bruce Gardner, please, on Michigan Avenue. My little pest from the West playing our little tricks. Thank you. It's not a what, it's a who. And I'm going to nip that little prank right in the bud. Where are you going? To that art gallery opening we decided not to go to. Put dinner on a low flame. And don't forget the cilantro. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, boys and girls. That was amazing. Welcome back to the show. My name is Pete. And my name is Scott. These are the movies that made us gay. Yay! Heat. Yes. This fucking movie. Oh my god. Oh my god. I loved it. Did you love it? I loved it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I hope so. Boys and girls, this is the podcast where we get together and we watch the movie from our past that contributed to our little gay boy lives. Uh, like I said, I'm Pete. With me, Scott, and we've got a special guest. Scott, talk to our guest. Yes, we do. Our second guest. Yay! And Tim Murdoch. Welcome <gasps> to the show, Tim. Thank you for Yay. having me on your second episode. Yes. I'm so honored. So yeah, so I've known you for about like, I mean, a good a good couple years. Yeah. You're always really funny. Oh. Always really mm. into horror movies. So I, I figured you would be perfect for our first <laughs> horror movie because we're gonna be doing a lot. And I have no idea why we started on this batshit crazy movie, but it seemed perfect. Because it's crazy. It's it's insane, but so, I love it. So let me tell you a little bit about we about what we watched today. We watched Poltergeist 3. Yes. From 1988. A little brief synopsis as pulled from iTunes on Poltergeist 3. In spite of the constraint, harassment, and threats from the beings from the other side, Carolyn Freely, Heather O'Rourke, is older now, self-possessed, and enormously bright. She has been sent to live <laughs> in a she? Chicago high-rise with her uncle Bruce, Tom Skerritt, and his new wife, Pat, Nancy Allen. I actually think it's the wife's sister. So, Yeah, it's yeah, it's Aunt it's Pat's... Joe Beth Williams? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Joe Beth Williams' sister. So Aunt Pat little, and Joe Beth Williams a are little, A little correction siblings. from iTunes. Oh. And... Carol Ann still sees things, this time in mirrors, in reflective surfaces, and she doesn't want to discuss them. But who do you suppose has followed her to the Windy City? Why, it's Reverend Kane and his eagle flock want to abduct Carol Ann so she can lead them to the other side. Spirit. Carol Ann. So, okay, so this goddamn movie, I watched a lot as a kid. It really? was always on cable, right? That's what I was like. It was always on, like it was always on, like TBS on like Sunday at like three in the afternoon. Do you have like a similar uh, well, pass with this movie? No, I mean, well, yes. I mean, all three of them were heavy rotated yes. on my VCR. Yes. VCR. God, I'm I know, old. I know. But um, I remember Poltergeist the original was mm-hmm. on heavy rotation on HBO. Did yes. you guys grow up with HBO? Yes, indeed. It was it was um, Grease two, <laughs> Annie, Poltergeist, Jaws three. Yeah. 
they showed him a lot. Yeah. And then, um, but I remember the first time I saw the trailer for Poltergeist Three, it was on Psycho Three. Oh my god! And it, it Another gem. Another uh, gem. <laughs> oh, that's a hot mess. But I love that too. Yeah. Yep. Sexually perverted. Well, that's the one with. That's the flashbacks the with Olivia Hussey, right? No, no that's, that's four. Oh, that's the beginning. Three oh, is shit. the one with Christina from Mommy Dearest, and she's the runaway nun. Oh, yeah. God. So I remember yeah. we rented that, and before <laughs> that, they had this trailer, like the building, and mm-hmm. I was like, I got to see this. Oh, man. And then I did. And then we did. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, well, we were discussing before we started recording, I think I rewatch all of the Poltergeist movies probably yearly. Well, I watch the first one a lot. Yeah. The original Poltergeist is probably in my top ten I favorite. Can you believe it's PG? Favorite movies of my all time. My mother took PG. us to see it in the drive-in. What? Yes. With the face picking. We, okay. So, and I'll never forget. My mom tells this story all the time. She took my sister and I to see Poltergeist at the drive-in. It was a double feature. It was the second movie. I don't remember what the first movie e. was. Prob- yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Makes sense. They're made back-to-back. Yeah. And the yeah. second movie was Poltergeist. And um, I think my sister had fallen asleep. And I was awake, and my mom was covering my eyes for, like, the face-peeling scene. And I was pulling her hands off my face, like, no, I have to see it. She was like, no. And, yeah, it was PG, like. Because the thing about it is that there was no CGI. I don't yeah. think Poltergeist 3 has CGI. Does no, it does not. No, they made it a point it's to practical. try to do it all in camera and practical. It's, it's, I mean, it's a good-looking movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, a lot of work. We were talking about some movie. of the stuff because this movie is just so, f- like, mirrors are just such Visual. a big motif yeah. through the movie. And I know it's hard to shoot with mirrors just because it, your camera's going to show I up. I don't know it. how they did half that stuff. Yeah. I have no clue. Well, oh, was, we'll talk about it. It was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I do remember watching Poltergeist 1 over and over again. And it being really scary it, but it also just being like so emotional and like i just thought as a kid it was just really well acted and there's there's kids in it we talk about like movies mm-hmm. with kids in them just as a kid you're just like cool i want to watch that movie um and yeah just and a movie that when you watch it like 30 plus years later really holds up yeah the first Two. one the first i think one. poltergeist yes. is really good that second one's a little nasty. oh man yeah the second one is is bananas like all the well, native american and stuff the second one introduces this character kane that they go back to in number three yes reverend. he's a reverend, re- he's a reverend. reverend kane yeah. he, like Get cult right. leader religious religious <laughs> a zealot <laughs> a zealot <laughs> seems to have this fixation on Carol Ann. And also, Carol Ann as a character, can we just discuss just um, sort of the movie's mythology and how they pick and choose with Carol Ann of what they want to do with her? Well, because they establish in the second movie that yeah. she's kind of psychic. She's mm-hmm. almost clairvoyant. There's a reason that all of these ghostlies are attracted to her, which is interesting because I take it that when you watch the first movie, they want her because... A, she was born in that house, and B, she's a kid, and she's just sort of... Creepy. She's creepy, (laughs) and just sort of kids just are maybe a little connected to the real. That's very, like, Freudian or, like, Lacan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, like, they call it in psychology the real. Mm -hmm. Like, she's the most... Um, oh, I thought you meant the ta- the urban view. I thought you meant not like she's the urban view. It real. It's like it's the real that. with with Tia Maori and yes. and Christina Milian. No, no, not Christina Milian. It's Christy it's Tegan? from that philosopher Lacan and the real. He goes into like children are most connected to kind of the things that aren't really associated with language. Sure, sort of. Just well, kids are are closer to 
to birth. Well, I they, think Zelda. Yes, not Rubenstein. Zelda. Zelda Rubinstein, Tangina in the first movie says she's a, she's a child. She's almost a baby. She's so yes. little in the first movie, and that's why they that's why they're attracted to her. But then in the second movie, they introduce all this BS about her having like some sort of clairvoyance or something. And then she's this in movie, all three, right? She, Tangina, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes yeah, indeed. Yeah. She has a, a strong relationship with the, this like shaman in the second movie, and that's where she gets her turquoise necklace. Because don't they introduce <laughs> that the house was actually built on top? The cemetery was built on top of an Indian burial ground. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and, and they go underneath it. Don't they, they go yeah, underneath in it the second it, one? In, in the second one, her um, accent, Luann. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah. This the the level of cemeteries that the original Poltergeist house on house is built on is crazy. Because first we think it's just a regular cemetery that we've desecrated, but that cemetery was on top of an Indian burial ground out in like the valley. Is oh, this yeah, movie yeah, like supposed to be like Chatsworth yeah. or something? I, I mean, felt like maybe I was the, driving here, I saw it. Maybe yeah. the movies. <laughs> maybe the first movie. The idea was like any town America. But it's obviously the San Fernando Valley. Cuesta Verde. Cuesta Verde. But I think the sequels, obviously, the spirits will is now chasing the family. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's just following her. They want her. her. They just, mm-hmm. ew, which is so creepy and molesty. Right. It's a little child <laughs> being <laughs> running this away old man from chasing this old her man. He's like, come here, little girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then the other thing about that is the actor... That, oh, he, did he pass away too? Yes, because the actor that played Reverend Kane in part two, the reason he was so scary was because that man was physically dying as they're yeah. making this movie. He was they're so like, old. Make up, he goes, not necessary. No, I'm good. <laughs> so he dies. They recast him with another old man, but then they get a voiceover guy to match the voice from the second movie. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, so it's a it's a pretty prominent voiceover actor. Um, who's doing the Reverend Kane voice in three, and he's doing all the Carolines. Um, oh, but there's it's, so many. There's so many Carolines. Yeah. There's we have a supercut. Well, no, I didn't do a supercut. You can look that up on YouTube. Just if you look up Poltergeist three dash Caroline, it's literally every Caroline in the movie, and it's a five minute video. They say it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's progressing the story though. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. It's moving it along, you know? I, I can't think of any other way to move the story along. So, um, Tim, let's talk a little bit about your podcast. My podcast? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. It's it's similar to yours. Um, it's Happy Horror Time, and I just talk with my friend Matt Emmert, and we, we pick three random films. So, mm-hmm. like, if we saw Ma or, like, Child's Play, mm-hmm. and we randomly saw, like, The Fan. The, the yeah. fan, sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or 1981. Yeah. And then we'll talk about all three. Matt does not like to talk about the old films. He likes to keep all three current. Oh, I mm-hmm. thought that you meant the fan with like Wesley Snipes from the 90s. Oh, with Robert De Niro. <laughs> with, with Robert De Niro. Yeah. Isn't that, I know. Isn't that Wesley Snipes? Oh, is yes. it? Yeah, Wesley okay, Snipes yeah. and Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, no, did you ever see the 1981 fan? The no. fan? Oh, I highly recommend it. I'm familiar it with it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's um Michael Bean from The Terminator. The Terminator is obsessed with Lauren Bacall. Oh wow! As most men are. Sure, yeah. But anyway, I I love that film. I always try to squeeze into any conversation I have. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. And um, yeah, we talk about that. And um, if I'm lucky enough to have a guest, I do. But I'm so lazy. I just <laughs> talk to Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. He's fine. We're we're gonna get Matt on the show. He's gonna be our Barbara expert. Barbara Streisand. Yeah. 
I told him to go see Yentl, and so we went. Matt's to really into Barbara. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I guess he's and we're not super it. into Barbara, so we figured he's going to ba- be yeah. he's going to be our person to like rein us into everything yeah. Barbara. So and you saw Yentl on the big screen recently? I did for the first time. I mean, I saw it when I was a kid, and my uh-huh. takeaway was that they showed Mandy Pintaken's butt. Oh, yeah. So I was All like, right. I'm going to see it on the big screen. I'm in. <laughs> but I mean, who really is like, ooh, Mandy Pintaken? Right. Sex <laughs> but I did. Hey, when you're little, you take what you can get. Well, I was confused. Well, that <laughs> that's also part of what we're doing here because, like, I feel like any movie that had any sort of male nudity, if it was on VHS or on cable, it was like, I'm going to record this motherfucker yes. and just watch it over and over yeah. and over again. Um, but I wanted – I bring up your show because I want to talk about, like, your thoughts on horror movies and what you think about – this like phenomenon of gay men loving horror, going to horror movies in big groups, you know, and just kind of obsessing over like scream queens from the eighties and current horror movies. What do you? What's your take on that? My take is is uh, well, for me personally, I rated R movies were like so forbidden. And yes. I remember the trailers when I was growing up. Like it was like a rated R, and I was like, how am I going to see this? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, and I wanted to see it. And usually these movies starred like these girls that survived at the end and they fought the killer. And I just remember like um, everyone I was watching it with was like really rooting on these girls to win. Yeah. So it's like, I think as a gay guy, I was like, I want to be that girl. Yeah. I want to be the final girl. Yeah. So I was like, that's, and it just never I think my parents said I would grow out of it. Yeah. Here I am, 42, still talking about <laughs> these movies. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it just continues on and on and on. And I, I love to see like horror movies in a big group. And, yeah. And, 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 and I love to see movies that I've seen a million times over and over and over. Yeah, for like sure. A, you're swimming in nostalgia. And then the second half is you, the movies are made pretty well. Yeah. So they, well, maybe not the one we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, with a lot of gay movies, yeah. they work on a lot of different levels. Yeah. They scare you, but you root for the final girl. Some of them are campy and are a little bit more on the funny side, intentionally or not. Yeah. yeah. They didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So so there's that aspect where we get to like sit, sit in a group and watch them and make fun of them. Yeah. Or, you know, so yeah, there's a lot of levels there for, for people to, to latch on to. This movie. Kind of has a final girl. It's Nancy Allen. Nancy Allen, because yeah, oh, she, she has does. the final showdown. She has to save with the Kane. day at the end of the movie. Yeah, and she kind of, she looks great in those last she scenes. She that dress that she's wearing this with the belt with this <laughs> belted kind of a wrap dress. Yeah. yeah, major shoulder pads going on. I think if I remember a brooch. Oh yeah, the brooch is on her shoulder. Right. It's not even like where a brooch. It's go- like it's a, like, it's like a gray jersey dress. Yeah, it is almost like a jersey knit. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I've never like I've never been a huge fan of Tom Skerritt. Skerritt? Skerritt. Skerritt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not even he, in Poison Ivy. Not, not even in Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy. You see his ass in Poison oh. Ivy. I thought he was. I thought he was like. <sighs> we have to do Poison Ivy eventually on the show. Movie. I you love will. Poison Ivy. Yeah. Even the sequels are passable. Yeah. The, Alyssa Milano. <laughs> you know what? I actually saw that and I thought it's tough on me to watch Alyssa Milano being sexy. I don't okay, know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not tough on straight men to watch Alyssa I Milano know, being sexy. Yeah. Jamie she Preston is an icon. Is yes. I saw that. Oh, um, see, that's the quality just dipping. You go from Drew Barrymore to. And Alyssa. I know there's another one after that, but I, I didn't see that. That's interesting because Drew Barrymore and Alyssa both did Amy Fisher TV movies. Yeah. They did. And competing. I would probably yeah. say about a year or so before Poison Ivy, too. I'm not sure of the timeline. I'll take your word for that one. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, Nancy Allen in this movie. Don't you Nancy. dare call her Aunt Trish. I, I love her. I love Nancy Allen. Don't you dare call her Aunt Trish. <laughs> why is oh, Pat? Right. Why, is why is Pat so much more sophisticated than Trish? It's just Pat. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, here let's take let's take a listen to this. You making breakfast? Aunt Trish said it's my turn. Shh, with that Aunt Trish stuff. I have been begging you since you got here not to call her that. It's been a month already. Bruce, old habits die hard, you know. <laughs> right, they do. My mom always calls her Trish. My grandma always called her Trish. But Aunt Pat hates it. She thinks it's déclassé. Déclassé? Call her Pat, will you? I'll try. You want to help me make breakfast? Yeah, I'd love to. Come on. What does déclassé mean? Come on. Carol Ann's performance in this movie... Child acting 101. <laughs> uh, I, first off, I don't ever think kids in horror movies are scary. Right. I almost prefer them not to even be in the movie. Yeah. Unless it's The Shining. Well, it's <laughs> it's kind of funny because in the first movie, she's so young. Yeah. And they yeah, give and her such little it. dialogue. It's essentially what I've read about it. It's Steven Spielberg just directing her off camera and just telling her to do stuff. Yeah. And they just that's how they cut it together. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have a lot of lines. Yeah, and it works. Yeah, and it works. No, it totally works. Mm -hmm. And she's really cute and all that. But yeah, in this, she's playing cutesy, and it does not work. Mm -hmm. And also, she's like, how old is she in this movie? Is she like nine? By 88? No, she's older than that, because I think she was... Maybe a year older than was she me. Yet? I think she oh, was a man, and older she's 13. running around in like footy pajamas. Oh, that was embarrassing. Okay, <laughs> a little too, a little too juvenile. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I think the scariest part of the movie is the fact that she's home alone. That she's home alone. <laughs> that Lara Flynn Boyle just leaves her. Yeah, she's like, bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she tells her to go to the party, but still, right. yeah. She's just trying to be a good, yeah, cousin, step cousin, because that's Tom yeah. Skerritt's daughter. Yeah. 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 Step and, cousin. And that, but there. that's but Laura Flynn Boyle's mother is not Aunt Trish. Right. Yeah, Aunt Trish so is the stepmother. So who's Laura Flynn Boyle's mother? Dead. Okay. Out of the picture. All right. I'm she's just on, saying dead. She's, she's on just, the other side. <laughs> yeah. Never brought up. Yeah, no, we don't talk we don't talk about her at all. But okay, so Stephen and Diane, the parents from the first two movies, right. nowhere to be seen in this. Mm-mm. The storyline is that they ship her off to a special school in Chicago for gifted slash troubled children. So they're not just gifted, not just troubled. You got a combo. And she this, gets so much attention. Oh my god! I mean, like, like that school must cost so much money. All of those yeah. classrooms with two-way mirrors in them, right? Two. <laughs> it's huge. That's like, no wonder fucking Caroline's looking at the mirror. There's a giant, there's a giant mirror, there's a giant a, mirror in the yeah. middle of the classroom. Maybe she's looking at that. I've worked with kids before. Kids are a assholes and b super narcissistic. The world revolves around them. You yeah. put a mirror in the classroom, they're all going to be staring at their own oh, yeah. face in the mirror the entire time. Um, so the, she gets shipped away to Chicago, and this is where Aunt, Aunt Trish and Uncle Bruce. Bruce! And, <laughs> Bruce! There's a lot of bros. And he manages this entire, like, high-rise building. Yeah. One man. Like, he's, like, the man, like the captain of this ship or whatever. You know what? I was thinking, watching this movie. Okay, it was, came out in 88. Yeah. This is 87 is when Donald Trump wrote his, I hate to say his name. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, wrote his book. I feel like they were like, this oh, is like for a sure. Trump 
you know, well, it's uh, just like Gremlins too. The yeah. clamp there was building. a there was an eighties fascination with giant high rises that yeah. had malls in them yeah. and condos. And like I think when sequels came along, like in the city in a big building, yes. yeah, like what haven't we done? Yes. Well, that was kind of the pitch of this movie. I take it that we're gonna take the suburban uh, scares of Poltergeist and put it in the big city. And us, I, I mean, I don't think it was relatable. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta no. get keys to the pool. What? And, it, and it's like I grew up in Los Angeles, a big city, but not in a high rise, not in a tower. You know, so it was scaring the rich people that yeah. did go yeah. see Poltergeist. Well, theory. I think too part of the part of what makes the first movie work so well is that. It's a haunted house movie, yeah. but it, it looks like any house. Yeah, it looks any like a house family, that any, yeah. your friends or your cousins or whatever live in. So that's why I was like, wow, again, relatable. Like you said, this is just like, what is going on? What is this built with the pool that they're going to break into and all that nonsense? Um, but and It almost was like a soap opera between the Aunt Trish. Yes. Yeah. There was, mm-hmm. a, there was some sassy soap stuff going on. For sure. Trish definitely changed her tune halfway through the movie about how she felt about Carol Ann and, he, and even the stepdaughter. But I want to talk a little bit about the school. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this, like... Getting ready for school was 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> it was. <laughs> what cut him off to the pass? Yeah. And then they show him running and then she goes... They're just those, oh my god! I the love little the, sassy girl in the carpool. I love the bitch mom. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I love the bitch mom, and I like the girl. She goes night and shining acne or whatever. <laughs> yeah, she night said. and shining acne. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! We gotta drop Caroline off at that weird skill. I wanted more of her, and they only gave her like two lines. Yeah, she was she was really great. And she was really was... good at this this little day player actress that just knocked all of her right. scenes. She out goes, of the "I'm park. from Chicago. I'm his poor guy's friend." She got go to your party. You just gotta watch Carol Ann. <laughs> oh, I loved all of that. I don't have any audio of her. I was gonna get something, but I was like, oh, the she's mother gonna... was very. Who's the mom from one of the nightmare movies? Kristen Adele. <laughs> very much so. Yeah, uh, very much that. I like. Oh, I like that little like throwaway line. She goes. She goes two weeks, and then you get two weeks. Or something oh like that. yeah, like, yeah, two kids, two weeks. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's how long. Oh yeah, because when Trish heard that she had to run. The carpool. Yeah. When she had to drive, she was like two weeks, like just. Yeah. She goes, do you see these um, shoulder pads? <laughs> My husband owns this big building. I can't be driving kids I to school. I can't drive kids back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> shoulder pads like this mean business. Um, so we pull up to the school for troubled children. Immediately, the, cl- the kids in the school are just dicks Vicious. to Carol Ann. Yeah. Like fully puts their head in the van. Yeah, it this kid meanwhile her. is is carjacking the the carpool, but I I mostly want to talk about this uh, super faggoty teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? I, as a kid, I just thought he was gr- like yeah. creepy. Yeah, and now today. I see that he's like a creepy gay guy. Yeah. That's married? That's married. Internalized homophobia that he's projecting onto this poor little girl. Don't forget the cilantro. Right. What? That's the gayest line. Oh, my God. Now, were we just not in on the joke back then? No, we we were not. Definitely. But it is a joke. Put put dinner on a low flame. Yeah. And don't forget the cilantro. That actor's making some choices, too. (laughs) And the director was like, whatever. It's Poltergeist 3. This (laughs) hypothesis... That he has. Oh, it's pretty bananas. For Carol Ann oh. is ridiculous. I, okay, hold on one second. It's piano, by the way. She's a very interesting case, our Carol Ann. Reasonably well-balanced, extremely intelligent, 
IQ well into the 150s, and one hell of an imagination. Most bright kids do. True, but even the brightest ones allow adults to intimidate them back to reality. Hey, Dad, there's a purple cow in our yard. What are you nuts? Get out of here. <laughs> but Caroline's different than most of our other little geniuses. She seems to be able to project her imagination, convince others that the purple cow in the yard is real. Apparently, she actually convinced an entire neighborhood that it was haunted. Yep, there's a talent. You think she's able to create some sort of mass hysteria? No, not really. It's more like mass hypnosis. As I work with her, try to work with her, the child's impossible. The more I'm convinced she actually might be capable of inducing mass hypnosis. Have you put her under? Only once. It was terrifying. For her? For both of us. I started to experience what she was seeing. Wow. Meanwhile, the house from the first movie disappeared. Right? No one talks too. about that. No but one ever talks about that. She got the entire town to, to believe that the house disappeared. Like, you know what's crazy to me? I hear the dialogue. It almost sounds like when I used to do improv. It's just <laughs> like improv. Yeah. Like, someone actually sat down, yeah, wrote, wrote it. It was okayed by the studio. Mm -hmm. It was okayed, but like everyone okayed this. Okay. And his delivery with the purple cow. Yeah. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. <laughs> no, no one was like, this is weird. No, okay. Oh, man. Dr. Seton. Right. I, I love that character. I love that actor. That actor's name is, his last name is Fire. Ooh. Yeah, I was looking. Uh, this movie, by the way, is available on Amazon Prime for free. If you're an Amazon Prime customer, you can stream this movie. And they, Amazon has that x-ray feature where like you hit a button and it shows in case if you're curious I'm, who's playing imdb all of information like pops a, up on like the screen um, pop-up video back yeah in, whoever's on screen in case if you're curious of who's playing laura flamboyle's friends in the movie yeah Scott, exactly Scott. <laughs> Scott. the not the not tom hole special uh the not tom host yeah he looks like friend. Oh, he does that oh first off you know what's interesting as I was watching the movie those teens well, maybe not the girls, but the, the guys could pass for today. Am I crazy? Like a little 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, like, yeah, definitely. I could they're, see that. I mean, yeah. just like if they're real hip. The, well, that was one of my points when I was watching the movie. I was like, is Lara Flynn Boyle, like, is attracted she like. Attracted to him? Well, yeah, A, <laughs> is she attracted to this boy? But B, I was like, are they punk? Are they like. Hipsters, they dressed her very like pretty in pink, like with, with the, the giant hats, popped collar, multiple uh, layers, all the way to the top. Yes, it's. I like when she's. Disaster. I like when she's getting ready to go to the party. Though she puts on a Mean Girls pink. It's just a pink polo, polo. Mm -hmm. just a loose pink polo. Like that's cute jeans, and then a, a jean jacket that screamed eighties. No, yeah, yeah, and it, this like Gene Simmons hair, just <gasps> like hair. blow dried and thrown back. She's like, this looks good. Yeah. I'm going out in public. Well, her whole character beat was that she was just constantly in the mirror. Oh, yeah. That's which, which, by the way, was, you know, I caught on to it because I was catching on to anything. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't really executed. I mean, I guess. It there was, was nothing else. It's I like mean, we, the they mirror, built yes. all this up and then what? They should have paid it off somehow. Yeah. yeah there was no payoff. Bigger. She, yeah, I agree. She puts on that hat that probably in the 80s Ooh. cost like thousands of dollars <laughs> yeah, i bet her wardrobe that day was like thousands oh for sure and lara flynn boyle i feel like she looked young at the time i feel like she passed for that age range teen. yeah teen but i was just kind of scrolling the internet and i saw her in a photograph for a movie 
And I was like, oh, I didn't realize Winona Ryder was in that movie. And I looked for, and I was, oh, it was Lara Flynn Boyle. Mm-hmm. I love, I'm a huge Lara Flynn Boyle fan. Yeah. Huge. Even like, in her, like, dating Jack Nicholson, yeah. wearing well, a tutu to the Golden Globe face. I, mean, I, I wasn't uh, dedicated to the practice. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the temp. I love oh, threesome. Yeah. I threesome was so good. Yeah. So good. I love yeah. threesome. That was another movie. You know, there was no representation no, that at was, that point. That time was a period. sophomore in high school, and I saw yeah. threesome, and I was like, "Mind Lord blown!" Boy was so funny. Yeah, uh, Josh Charles and Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. sexy. I can't believe I just said Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin's sexy, but he was. He was, and I remember seeing his butt on a big screen. Yep. And I remember people in the audience were like, "Oh." Blah, blah, blah. Now was and Stephen Josh Charles put his hand on the butt. Yeah. yeah. Like, that That's was okay. Stephen Baldwin. Yes. Now the born again one. Yeah. He's the blonde. Like, he's the one yeah. That was on okay. Fox News and was like Trump. Yeah. 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 So it's, I can't really. But at the him. time, we didn't know. We didn't know. He I don't didn't think he know. Did. He didn't <laughs> know. Um, yeah. So Larry Boyle, cheers to you know bisexual representation yes, in the nineties. Love Larry Flynn Boyle. Yeah. Um, but this movie, her wardrobe is amazing. Yeah. God awful. <laughs> <laughs> and she contributes to a full third of the amount of Carol Ann's screen. Oh, oh yeah. When they're in the parking garage with her in the knot, Tom Hulse. She she gets in a good thirty. She she has minute. chunks of dialogue where it's literally just Carol Ann. Do you think that was written? Or they That's just what like, I was thinking. Like special effects is happening. Uh, is so just just say something Caroline. because she can't. You can't have a script in front of you and it says Carol Ann. Carol Ann. There's That's That's, well, that's impossible. That's okay. First off, the puddle in the oh my goodness garage, in the parking garage. That's when I think the movie just like went off the rails. There's like, sure. Okay, yeah. we've we can do special effects. In the parking garage, and <laughs> she can go in it, and like I feel like they were just like making it up on the spot. Yes, like, a lot of it feels that way. The whole yeah. the whole last third of the movie feels like a reshoot. Yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, I will say it's visually pleasing. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't. I'd imagine that they had to build sets on sets yeah. too to like reflect each other. So when okay. Standing so in I, bedrooms. Did, I did a little bit of research, oh. and the whole thing of this movie is that it's a high rise, and all of their I guess they have an exterior-facing apartment, and so all the windows are, you know, they're on, like, 90th floor, and they just are from outside. And so there's a lot of shots from out the window looking into Carol Ann's bedroom, and every flat surface in this apartment is mirrored, Mm -hmm. right? So the camera looking through a window straight to the wall, the back wall's a mirror. So it's not a mirror. It's the apartment flipped oh wow so the apartments they built it twice it's against impressive. itself now that i know that I'm yeah, that, yeah that is impressive <laughs> and that way they did shots with doubles where someone's a double a stand-in's back is to the camera but the but nancy allen is in the mirrored apartment walking towards us and the stand-in is walking away from us, and they're mirroring each other's moves. So sometimes you can catch it. Sometimes you can see like Carol Ann just like jumping around the bed or whatever, and you can see the double in the background. And it's very like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Like it's just like a little off, mm-hmm. you know, because they're just trying to the trying to match the movement, you know. Um, and what's and- that little game that she plays constantly? The speak and spell? Yes. <laughs> speak and spells. I, I, I my sister had one. I hated speak and spells as a kid. It's a, it's such a it's almost a character in the movie. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, I mean, they always have so to much. give Carol Ann like a little toy to. Well, because in the first movie, it's the doll. I mean, it's the doll. In the second movie, it's the phone it's like that phone, she talks yeah. to her grandma through. Yeah, dead grandma. 
<laughs> and then now it's the speak and spell. And there was a speak and spell in E.T. Yeah. So they were like already big business. And so I think these like Spielberg type Amblin movies, they were like, oh, you know what you got to put in? You got to put speak in a toy. <laughs> give us a, give us a Teddy Rock spin. And you can really <laughs> notice the absent Spielbergness yeah. of this movie. Because oh, yes. I mean, even the second movie, while I think just Spielberg just, I think he even just exec produced it. Yeah. But yeah. there's still, there's a, still little, a, a there's because, still a little bit yeah, left sure. of it. Yeah. But in this movie, it's all gone. Oh, no. It's it's a cold, no pun intended, it's a cold movie. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's kind of a family unit, but they're, I don't know. There's something missing. Yeah. Like, I don't care about anyone. Yeah, because they're super <laughs> disjointed because you don't really feel like, you kind of feel like Nancy Allen, like, wants to have a relationship with Larry Flynn Boyle, but you also feel like they're only, like, eight years age difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, the age difference between Nancy Allen and Tom Scarrett. Oh, sure. I don't even want to check what it Nancy is. Nancy Allen, probably like... It has to be 20 years. Nancy he looks Allen, so probably much older. my age when she made this movie and Tom she Scarrett... She looks like she's in her early 30s, maybe. Yeah. And Tom Scarrett in his 50s. Yeah. Oof. Because <laughs> he... Yeah, he looks the exact same as he did in like Steel Magnolia. Like, well, Steel Magnolias was like the next year, the same mm-hmm. year. Yeah, next year, 89. 89, yeah. Um, speaking of those two... He makes a Carrie reference to Nancy Allen in this movie. Yeah. I didn't even watch I mean, I didn't even pick it up. We watched it last night. Didn't pick it up. I I saw it in the trivia, and I had to go catch it. Here it is. Give the kid a break, will you, please? First, your crazy brother-in-law uses her as a scapegoat for those quarter-million-dollar collapsible homes he built. Oh, Stephen didn't. Stephen and your sister have put that poor thing through hell with those weirdo psychics and witch doctors. <laughs> weirdo psychics and witch doctors? Come on. Pat, darling, you are the only sane person in your family. Please. Don't let that pompous ass shrink tell you she's Carrie or Houdini or some damn thing like that. Look, Bruce, nobody really knows what happened there this afternoon. Maybe we shouldn't leave the girls here alone tonight. Yeah, that... Oh, my gosh. Just went over everybody's heads. It's so quick. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie Houdini. (laughs) (laughs) And that was right after she was making a reference to Yuri Geller. She made a reference in the movie. I didn't have it in the clip, but she's like, "Do you remember that guy in the seventies that used to like bend spoons?" And he would go on like, "That's incredible" and stuff. And his, and his name was Yuri Geller, and he was from Israel. And he was like, his thing was that he was psychic, and he and he would bend spoons. I have it's it's all on YouTube. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And she referenced that. Yeah, I, that completely went over my head. Yeah, because she was talking about like, what if Carol Ann like really does have something because. There was this guy, and and at the time, like nobody knew what the hell. Like he would go on That's Incredible and and Donahue and all that, and just like I remember those shows. Ben Spoon and, and also have shit stick to him and stuff. Are they just assuming that the house fell in a sinkhole? See, they never really go into what the fuck. happened I think to that their was house. too much for the script. Yeah, so they just didn't want to even write. You it. You can't well, pull you know, on that thread. I, this is what I'm thinking. It was a different time. It wasn't. You know, people weren't didn't have access to social media. Yes. So it was like, oh, this is what happened in a diff- different state so people could just get away with it. Yeah, There yeah. was like, oh, they're crazy. It's true. Yeah. I don't know. And also the movie going public, you know, you could watch movies over and over again because we did, you know, we had them on v- VHS and, and all of that. But at the same time, 
there were no outlets for us to write about it and and mm-hmm. talk to other people and say like hey but what about this so people weren't really pulling at those threads people weren't really like dissecting movies the way they do today because you had local news on it five yeah and you had one movie critic and that's it yeah yeah so. and if you didn't record it then you just watch it the next time it was on mm-hmm. and a lot of people got away with that i mean i know that we would tape things off television and we didn't really buy a lot of movies for the most part. No. We, we, we movies was, were expensive. Do you remember, yeah. yeah, I remember like if you wanted to get a movie, it was like ninety eight dollars. Yes, I was like, uh, I specifically uh, remember being in uh, either the warehouse or Music Plus, and they had a sign that Ghost was coming out on VHS, and I was like, Ghost, I loved Ghost. I, was like, I loved Whoopi. That she was so funny, and I asked the guy, I was like. Uh, it said the date that it was coming out. I was like, you guys are going to get Ghost on VHS? Like, yeah. I was like, do you know how much it's going to cost? And he said $98. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? Even for nineteen ninety? Yes! <laughs> At that point, come on! I want to say that home videos got to be more affordable by, like, at least by 91. Yeah, for sure. They were way... They, were, they dropped in price significantly. Do you remember when you used to have, like... Um, well, at least me. I was like, Jaws 4, <laughs> Robocop, and, like, Gremlins <laughs> all on one tape. And I yes. taped it from oh, yeah. Tape we three were, movies we on were one just tape. discussing sure. when we did Overboard. I remember it was Overboard to Lost Boys. Yeah. And I still, to this day, just your, think of those movies together. Your Edward Herman mixtape. Mm-hmm. Overboard and Lost Boys. Edward Herman. Did he pass? I don't know. He did he pass. Have, yeah. I think he Gilmore passed Girl. a few years he was, ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was too tall. So should we talk about um, <laughs> Pat's art? That exhibit? Okay. Does she does she run the gallery? She runs the gallery. It said Pat So and So Gallery. The art was the weird Asian guy. Right. There was like a weird Japanese guy, and that's why there was sushi and people dressed in horrible cultural appropriation like eighties <laughs> <laughs> in their modern art man. Yeah. Lydia Dietz. Yeah, that's what I saw it and I immediately was like, is this their way of telegraphing to us that she's kooky? Yeah, oh well her assistant. I mean... Oh, um, my God, the assistant. The black assistant? Yeah, I love that character. <laughs> I mean, she she didn't get much to do, but I was like, oh, the, this is cliche. Yes, yeah. yeah. But I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was, like, weird, like, mannequins made of, like, driftwood. Yeah. And we got the thing where one of them in the moved. mirror, one of them moved... And it looked at her. That's a beautiful shot that really showcases Aunt Pat's linebacker pose, uh, <laughs> linebacker shoulder pads. Shoulder pads, right? yes, yeah. This dress that she spends most of the movie in. We'll put some pictures on the Instagram. It's, it's, it's great. A, I mean, it's a nice dress. It and is. That, <laughs> yeah, and that and that hair length man was very popular in the eighties. That hair length on on yeah on Nancy Allen. Nancy Allen. Just a little brief little. Uh, Side note on Nancy Allen. Nancy Allen had quite the run in the yeah, late seventies and eighties. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah I mean, but she was in all of the best De Palma movies. Yeah, Blowout. Oh. Blowout, Carrie. so good. Carrie, uh, Dress to Kill. Dress to Kill. He tries to show me Dress to Kill and Blowout, and those two I can't get through. I can't uh, Blowout. I'm not big on, but I love Dress to Kill. Yeah, I think she's great. And she's that. doing the crazy voice in Blowout too. There's a blowout too? No, no, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Also. Oh, I was like, I missed it. (laughs) I thought I saw everything. But Robocop, she's in Robocop 1 and 2? And 2, yeah. Oh, is she in 3? I don't remember 3 a lot because I remember Robocop 3 was PG-13. So me and my friends were like, she might be in it. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember Robocop 2 is so filthy. I've never seen, I've never I mean, seen Robocop, Robocop 1 is a I've lot. just seen the first one. It is like the little kids like 
I, oh, that's the one. On the, yes, we're explicit. Like, fuck you, fuck that. Okay. That's, I, that's the one with the kid. That's right. I grasp yeah. my yeah. pearls at the first one and how violent it is. Robocop well, one is yeah. so ultra violent. Those oh, were Hoven movies at the time. Yeah. My family watched it on Christmas Eve. <laughs> you know, we did. I remember sitting around with my cousins oh, yeah. and my aunt and uncle and watching Robocop. They shoot his hand off with a shotgun. Right. His hand explodes. Mm-hmm. Point blank range with a shotgun. Nancy Allen, is she in the original Robocop a lot? Yeah, she's his partner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have to re- take a look at that. That's the best one. Yeah. Robocop 2, I just remember being so, like, F, F, F word every time. Yeah, and yeah. And I was like, I remember watching it with my parents, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't make these movies. I'm just watching. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, hey. It was it was a, it was a different time. Yeah. Couldn't get away with that shit. Now, those yeah. movies would be NC-17. Not see but the light of day. She, did she go to rehab or something? Did something happen to Nancy? Oh, I don't like, know. Like, why did her career just suddenly stop? <laughs> I don't know. Cause, I mean, because she because she turned cause, forty. Because she turned because well, <laughs> she turned into her mid thirties and she was disregarded Hollywood's by Hollywood. Not kind. No, <laughs> she hasn't. She hasn't had her comeback as like as the the Tangina character right. as Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> in Halloween. Oh man, she made an appearance at. Uh, Bonkers at Precinct one night. Nancy uh, Allen, that's with right. Jackie Beat. Were you guys there? Yeah, she's no. friends with the drag queen Jackie Beat, and she went there one night. Didn't oh love. God. Wasn't Love Connie part of that too? Because Love so. Connie, like, yeah. and her, it was obsessed. around the time when they were doing like a Carrie anniversary, oh, okay. and she did a big night with Jackie Beat at Precinct. Did you guys go? No, no I should have. We saw it online. Yeah. I, I love sh- Nancy Allen. Me too. <laughs> jinx, one, two, three, Jinx. Give <laughs> me a Coke. No, you owe some Coke. Cocaine. I mean, <laughs> Just, I never do that. so let's see. What else do we have? See, look at the time. What? Come on. You thought we would be able to talk about this movie. So we haven't even gotten to Tangina on I the plane. Like I it's love, I love but... Tangina's cutaway of just her. On a plane? No, it's oh. her at like a luncheon. Oh, oh the very right. first she's intro, like, <laughs> yeah. She's just like she's at an old lady like he's coming brunch. For, yeah. He's coming for you, Caroline. Yeah. She's like, excuse like, me, ladies, I have a path of <laughs> I have to go. ghosts in my in my mind. Yeah. And I love they gave her they gave her some space work. She is they gave her a good clutching prop. this damn turquoise oh, yeah. necklace the entire movie. I was kind of disappointed they killed her off. Oh, I'm sorry. We do do spoilers. No, it's fine. Okay, it's fine. I mean, it's a 40 year old movie. Well, that's the thing is that <laughs> when they first revealed when Laura Flynn Boyle crawls out of her, is she really dead or is she just in the other side? Oh, that, there's so many questions. Oh, and then like. I don't think that she's. I think that's all just like a. Like a ghostly illusion. And then like the dad and her have a weird moment on the bed. Right? Oh. Uh, Is that right? Like, he pulls her out, and then she's like, I'm still bad. Right? Like Tangina or the daughter? Laura Flynn Boyle. Because like, she comes out of her. She comes out of her, but that is a decoy. Right. Like, other side. Her, the, like, writing on her jacket is backwards. That's right. And then her and Scott walk down the hall laughing. Yes. Yeah. I can't oh. believe they thought we were them. Yes. I didn't even yeah. I didn't even get that. Because they that killed. The writing on the jacket is backwards. Yeah. And that then you sense. see them in the mirror and in the mirror the writing is right. Because they're from yeah. the other side. But who, sure. pushes, who pushes the doctor? She does. She does. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> she pushed the doctor and you're like, what? And then Scott comes up and he like caresses her and then his hand like. Very V. Yeah. Does it remind you guys yes, of V? Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're lizards. <laughs> yeah. Lizard people. <laughs> Lizard people from beyond the other side. Which, which was never I'd watch explored. No. Like they peel each other's faces and then we don't know. Then they just go back to the other side and we yeah. don't see okay. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess that solves that. 
Yeah, so it wasn't even they. We never got the real. Uh, I forgot what her character's name is. I want to say Dana, but that's a sister from the first movie. Um, Who also passed? Yes. Uh, kind of a bummer situation this, there. This curse right? of this poltergeist curse, man. Both of those. That's. I mean, like that's the weird, eerie part about the movies. Like, yeah, the teenage daughter in the first one. Yeah, and then. Caroline. Well, the circumstances with the daughter in the first one was are that's Horrible. rough, man. Oh my gosh! And he was on. She was on the show V. Was she she was, was on V. Oh wow! It all comes back. It all comes back. <laughs> to, it all comes back to, <laughs> to v. v. Yep. But I like how like the actor who was Kane in the second movie dies, and they're like, "Oh, there it is, Curse of Poltergeist again." It's like, he was eighty nine years yeah, old. Yeah, and also he, really <laughs> he signed on with like cancer. He was like too. stage four cancer. They're like, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that makes i don't want to say makes sense but it like, yeah that could happen it's not the curse right. of poltergeist that, that was an old man two young yeah. actresses yeah that's definitely weird yeah but i mean hey we we, we got one last one last gig out of uh, caroline and it was <laughs> this oh, her swan so song erupt. it's like oh we're all hugging well it's a it's a reshoot yeah and the original yeah. ending is on youtube you oh, can look is? that up I've it is on youtube it. it's and weird it is it is heather in the original ending so i think they did shoot the ending with her oh wow no i want to see it yeah that's um it's more or less the same thing okay yeah but scott lives oh yeah he doesn't find mis- out what happens to scott yeah because in the ending of the actual ending of the movie we get lara flynn boyle back but they leave Scott in the pool <laughs> yeah. when he comes flying out of the pool. Oh my god! And then, okay, so Tom Skerritt comforts him. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her name? Nancy Allen comes in with um the doctor, mm-hmm. right? And then they turn around, and now he's not covered in the snow. Yeah, makes no sense. <laughs> makes but no also, sense. he's covered in snow and ice and goo. Right. And Tom Skerritt's like, "Where? Where are they? What happened?" Yeah. Blah blah blah. Talking to him, and Nancy Allen and the doctor turn the corner, and she just looks at him and she goes, "What happened?" Yeah, covered it. But it's not, gone. but not but, covered in ice. But I take so, it that yeah. she's looking at him, not not covered in ice. covering goo, because she just looks at him and is just like, "What happened? Like, what's going on?" Yeah, not like, not a care in the world. There's so many scenes in this movie that this like it, it, it's it's constant. It's Caroline pro- projecting this hypnosis right. onto you everyone. Know, it worked. Uh, yeah, it worked <laughs> it on worked. me. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, I do have I have one more little bit of um of the doctor talking about this. This force projection. It doesn't really have anything to do with anything, but I just think it's funny. What happened? What broke the mirror? A little demonstration in mass hypnosis. She made me believe I saw a coffee mug fly off my desk into the mirror while giving you a suggestion to smash it. What? Yeah. And this broad is not like, what the hell Pete's are you talking with the, about? Pete's obsessed with the woman in the scene. Oh, yeah. She didn't want the glasses. The glasses yeah. and yeah. the crazy like we hair. To, we had to take a picture <laughs> of her. We'll post it on I have on so our, many photos of this Instagram. woman. Yeah. No, the, they're, like, the dialogue like that and the constant special effects scenes, like the movie is not cohesive. No. And then this, the score, this dissonant piano. I you know, know they uh, Jerry Goldsmith turned him down. Oh. He said he wasn't happy with the second movie. And I think that he asked for something absorbent for this one, and they just didn't want to pay it. Sure. Yeah, you could tell like the, mm-hmm. the budget was. I'm going to say not only cut in half. Yeah, I'm going to say even cut even more than that. Yeah, yeah, slashed. Yeah, and like because they couldn't get the brother. Yeah, they, but why would he go away to Chicago? He's not that's troubled. Both, well, maybe he's both troubled Craig T. At this point. Nelson and Joe Beth Williams said no. Hence, why we have. 
Well, you know, the aunt I, and the uncle. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember who told me this, but Greg T. Nelson never likes to talk about Poltergeist. Really? Yeah. He's just not interested. Huh. Yeah. He's so good in the first movie. I know. You'd think that his career would have a lot to owe to that. I wonder if I it's because of Heather O'Rourke. Maybe. Or if he's just like, I'm, I'm good. Well, maybe it's because <laughs> they made him spit out that thing in part two. Oh, my God. And it attacked him. The, the tequila worm? The tequila Wh- worm. Which is a small person. Are we allowed to say small yes, person? Yes, it's a little yeah. person. Yeah, it's a little oh. person. Yeah. No, it's not even a little person. It's a person with no legs. Oh, dear. Oh, even worse. I know. <laughs> I feel guilty. I think he it. was a stuntman at the time. Right. That I think he was just like, hey, I got no legs. I'll be a stuntman. They, need, they always need somebody, you know, to do these weird parts. Right. Like, I wonder if Greg T. Nelson's like, you made me barf this thing. I'm not going to talk <laughs> about it. I'm not talking about it. Yeah. People are just going to ask me about the worm, and I'm over it. It's so gross, though. Is, that it scene is was really gross. disgusting. I remember watching it with my mom, and I was just like, this is good, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my dad took me and my sister to see Poltergeist 2 in the theater. Wow. As the first one the drive-in, second one in the theater. I'm so jealous. And this one just on television cable. I remember at the time, 88 being, what, 10 years old. I was 11. And just thinking, <laughs> <laughs> and just thinking, mm, I'm good. Just because it looked like it wasn't the same story no, to yeah. me. I was like, I, what is this? No. High Rise. Yeah, we wanted the same actors that we saw in one and two, and yeah. we just get Carol Ann. Yeah. I was just like, oh. But then there was like all the controversy after she passed away. Yeah. So then it kind of stirred that up was like interest. Big news. It was huge. Yeah, it news. was huge news. Because it was one of those situations where it was like, could have. Prevented it? Yeah. yeah. It was, and it was also misdiagnosed. Too. Yeah. Did you ever see interviews with Carol Ann's mom? No. Yes. I I watched the, oh. Did you watch the same news clip as I did? I don't know. I Yeah, I watched the news clip I just clip remember today back in the day it. thinking like, oh, she's a little bit like Drew, Drew Barrymore's mom. Oh. She's a little like. Yeah. Am I right? It's a little white trash. <laughs> yeah. A I little didn't white trash. It. Yep. Oh. <laughs> you Something's guys off. There's something about uh, parents that put their kids into the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And also kids that are just too blonde. <laughs> yeah, is it real? I can't really. It's a little unsettling. I know she's passed, and I don't know if it's good if I talk about the dead. But <laughs> I will say, Caroline wasn't even likable in this movie. No, no, I didn't even care about. No, her. yeah, I agree. I'm garbage. She was, she was, she was playing up the kid actor thing. Oh. They were giving her hokey lines, and they, with the intention of her playing them off, cutesy. like like that line she said. And like she's a oh. little too young to be. The character seems younger than she actually yeah. is. Too. I felt like she was like thirteen. Yeah, like they yeah. kept her hair super long with the little bangs, mm-hmm. and it's like at that point she probably wouldn't have looked like that. But you know, I think they just wanted to push like she's Carol Ann. Like, like let's make hey everyone that thing that from 1982 is yes, still kicking. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> let's keep going with this. So I, I think mean, she was discovered by Spielberg in like a restaurant. Oh, like I think Spielberg like handpicked her well. for Poltergeist. It was between her and Drew Barrymore. Yeah, and they just ended up giving Drew his second movie. Gertie. Which she, I will say, Drew Barrymore won out. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, let's see what else do we have here. Oh. So Tangina saves the day at the end? I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> oh, of course she does. Well, that's why I was wondering if the the body that Laura Flamboyle... Oh, yeah. And Laura Flamboyle crawls out of Tangina in this movie. And it's the most disgusting thing ever. It's disturbing. Yeah, Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Is that actually her, or is that just some ghostly glamour? No, that's the other. That's the other side, Larry Boyle. No, but like that's the backwards girl. But I'm talking about Tangina, though. I think Tangina dies in that moment. Because yeah, she like she hits her head and she Mm -hmm. turns into like this 
like all desiccated, yeah, yeah. yeah. like a weird that. mummy looking. It was, like, it was so. I thought that was effective. It yeah, was like, it was like. Burr. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was so immediate because too when Tom Skerritt and Aunt Trish found the doctor's body in the elevator, he was all like decayed. Oh yeah, too. It was like an like apple it, that had been sitting out. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was like a. a like a, a skeleton. Yeah. I was like, I guess that's How did right. he get all mummified? <laughs> like, just sitting there for like an hour or whatever. Like, it, it makes me think like, okay, there was a passing in the movie. Like, how much did they just rush? Yeah. Like, they were just like, oh, we need to finish this. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, or was it a which, artist choice? Which I think that, well, she didn't pass away until principal photography had wrapped. So oh, that wow. was just stuff that they had shot. So it's Two. just the, the movie it was just, just a bad. Mess. Yeah. It was just bad. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't even fault it that she died at the end of it and they had to make compromises. No, I think that's the script. I would love to see what that script I, says. Same. Oh my god. I don't think it's anything what we saw. Just pages of of the word Caroline. Well, I was reading on IMDb <laughs> that the movie was so complicated to storyboard and to shoot that they didn't even shoot pages of the script because they would have been too much work and too expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that totally reads. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, I thought there was a cool scene where someone was sucked into her door. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's kind of visually eerie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were trying to pull Carol Ann out of the door. Yeah. I just, I was upset that we had a whole scene in a pool with a bunch of teenagers, and we didn't see any boy butts. There's no. There's there. What does she say? There's always suits on the. Suits there's suits on the line. hanging on the clothesline. Yeah. Suits hanging on the clothesline. They specifically say we don't have suits because everyone knows that when you walk into a public pool, there's always suits hanging on. Right. The and you're just gonna put on someone's gross, drippy, wet suit that they belongs to someone else. They should have just jumped in naked. Right. Or at least in their underwear. I think the movie did not. They were only about special effects and yeah. ghosts. They did not even care about us, the audience. Yes, yes. To have any kind. Of I would anything. have liked to have seen more with the friends. Too. Nothing. I don't like. Yeah. It would have been fun to see them all get like picked off one by one yeah. by all the poltergeists. That, that could have been cool, and they could have made it sort of into like a Friday the Thirteenth slasher yeah. type of movie. Yeah, and it would have been more the interesting. First two poltergeists are. Sc- Horror movies, but not in the sense that like, they're not slasher movies. Nobody dies. Yeah, those kids had nothing to do. Yeah, they were just like, "We're here." They yeah, been, <laughs> the party was boring, they and their scenes were boring. Taking off yeah. those those clothes I and jumping like, in that pool naked, and yeah, getting killed. yeah. And that was a, such a missed opportunity. And so they're like, "How about if we spend another twenty minutes of the little girl doing <laughs> speak and spell and running back and forth <laughs> in front of mirrors?" Oh, perfect. Although, although I do think it's a little satisfying when you see Laura Flynn Boyle's plan of how to sneak into the pool. Yeah, that was she fine. has this all figured out mm-hmm. that she's going to play back the tape. Oh my god! For like an hour and a half, they do explain a lot of. There's a oh, lot devoted to lot them sneaking yeah. into that it's pool. It's a VHS tape, and we're doing <laughs> trickery, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to use my key, and when you see the camera going over here... And that's definitely something that you only see in movies. Like, when you were a teenager, did you ever do shit like that? No. But like, then again, I didn't grow up in a high-rise. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> stuff to that, like, elaborate that you're going to be fooling the security guard. Right. I thought, uh, again, missed opportunities. Yeah, for sure. Oh. And uh, and all the while we've got this crazy atonal piano music yeah. going yeah. on in the background. And it was '88. It could have been better. What is this? Gorgeous. <laughs> I'd go to Disney Hall to listen to this. This is like it should be sitting in like a dark ballroom with like curtains below it. I have a confession. 
There was one time where I actually thought the movie was scary. Sure. Um, when Tom Skerritt, Skerritt? Oh, Whatever. Um, <laughs> he was in that, it was like, I don't, I mean, not that I was concerned for his safety, but like it was eerie. It was like in the place and like everything was icicles. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's. Aren't that's, they in the parking garage? It's just no. Him. It's just him, right, by himself, and he like was checking out the, the um, like looking at stuff in the building. Oh, yeah. right? sure. pipes and stuff. Pipes. Yeah, their maintenance guy is like, yeah. hey, boss, you need to come take a look at this. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, I thought that was kind of it was like it was like The Shining. Like, yeah, that could have been cool if you would have seen it progress more in the movie. No, yeah, because cool. they didn't explore that. You're they right. Didn't because explore it. at the the mm-hmm. first scene where it took them 45 minutes to get ready for school, <laughs> the whole idea was that. They were up on a high floor and they were cold. They're like, it's freezing. And Carol Ann was dressed in her like snow gear. Right. And they got outside and they were like, oh, it's it's hot hot out here. Yeah. So it's like the building was like messing with them. And everyone's commenting that it's cold too. They got a lot of comments. It was cold inside this building. Yeah. (laughs) It's cold in the gallery. The gallery patrons were freezing. It's cold on the other side. Yeah. Mm, I mean, I see the symbolism like, hey. Dead people are cold. Sure. <laughs> and then, yeah, they talk about, like, haunted houses having cold spots and stuff like that. Yeah. I guess that's what they're going for. Uh, yeah. It, again, it just, they had all of these great setups. Yeah. And they all fell flat. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I oh, do I say this out loud? I still like the movie <laughs> because I love Laura from Boyle. It's yes. very rewatchable. Yeah. Hence why I go back and revisit it yearly. Wow, I'm proud of you. I, I think I, I think I, I watch it about yearly because it always shows up. It on goes like, yeah. off and on, off on streaming platforms. Streaming and it'll be on Hulu man. for a couple of months and it'll go away. Then it'll pop up on Amazon Prime. It'll go away. It'll pop up on Stars. And whenever it's on something, I'll be like, "Ooh, Polar Guys Three's back on," and we'll it, just watch it. It kind of reminds it. me of Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh my god! Like, because Jason doesn't get to Manhattan until like the last the very twenty minutes. End. So like the rest of it's like on a ship, and it's just the whole movie. I think. They're going for something. Yeah. But both movies don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They would have been made around the same time, yeah. too. 88, 89. Yeah, 89. and I think that's kind of was the idea, too, with this one and with Jason Takes Manhattan, was that, like, we s- we're changing it up from what you're used to. You're used to the summer camp. You're used to the forest, and now we're going to be in the big city. Right. And it was kind of the same thing with this. But, yeah, again, didn't really. No. <laughs> like, the thing is, is, like, they were, like, I think they're like, oh, well, as a sequel, it's just enough that they're in a different location. No. Yeah, yeah. We also want a story. We also yeah. want... And I think we also had a lot of weird things with, like, I don't know, maybe maybe Zelda had to, like, go and leave early or something because it feels like Tangina I gets did read written that, out I out did read nowhere. that um, her mother died during filming. There you she go. She had to leave. There you so go. that would be why. Because once she turns into that that decayed mummy... It's like, oh, I get she's gone, I guess, but then no. she'll pop up every now and then. Yeah. Like they had her for a day and they're like, Okay, like, come here and say this and then we're then we'll figure it out where we're to put gonna it. We're gonna throw in a lot of special effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nothing's gonna be explained. Oh, perfect. We need a lot of dry ice <laughs> and and shake this necklace. Uh, oh, doesn't doesn't Nancy Allen get the necklace at one point? Nancy Allen ends up with the necklace at the end, and Tangina says that she's going to lead Kane into the light, and he's just like, sure. 
Okay. Okay. After all this, sure, whatever. I'll go with you. I thought it was kind of cool when um, Nancy Allen and Tom Skirt were on the um, outside on the window of the washer. Yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, that's effective. I mean, because that was scary. I was like, oh my god, yeah. what if I had to jump? Well, in the window one washer of the thing? only things that they set up at the beginning in the movie and they paid off later yes. in the script, the scaffolding, because it introduces yeah. Carol Ann looking at the window washer. Mm-hmm. She sees the old man in the he opening turns scene. Cane. Yeah, they needed more of that. They needed more. Yeah. Well, I think they really tried with the reflection motif, you know, because it wasn't just that every flat surface in the apartment building was a mirror. But even the car window reflection in the carpool, oh, yeah. you would see Kane. <laughs> you know? That was ridiculous. <laughs> Floating alongside the car as they Is drove to here? work. Yeah. Uh, um, I did think it was kind of cool, the shots where they w- the elevator doors would open. And the elevator would be empty, but in the reflection... Kane or Caroline would be standing there and they would like grab the bar. That was, cool. that, that was kind yeah. of a cool thing. Like, how do they do that? Like, get somebody in the reflection. But I mean, I guess it was just with clear glass and they were on the other side of um, it. I've, I have a confession. Yes. I saw this movie at what's that theater that was the oldest LA movie theater um, and it closed down. Do you guys know what Silent was? movie theater? Cine Family. We saw Roar at this. I saw that too. And then I also, okay, have you guys heard of Dynasty Typewriter? Typewriter Dynasty? Hmm. Sounds familiar. They had this 80s sequel day, (laughs) and it was like six movies, but they each were a surprise. Oh, okay. And one of them was Poltergeist 3. Oh, nice. So I saw, I've seen this movie twice on the big screen. Wow. I love that. Within like two years. Wow. Yeah. That's, how does it How does it play on the big screen? (laughs) The audience? Does it look nice? The audience started. It was. It's a. It got very like laughy. Yeah. Like the audience was participating, but not in a scared way. Were they like, screaming out for Carol Ann? Yes. There was a lot of screaming. It got very audience participation. Sure. People were just like, "We have to scream." That's fun though. Yeah. yeah it it is Poltergeist three after all. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, even at the time, it had uh, not the best reviews. We talked a lot about how many times Carol Ann. Oh, I would uttered. say probably about 120. Yeah, me too. Something like that. But here are um, the Siskel and Ebert. wonderful Siskel and Ebert talking a little bit about this movie. Carol Ann. Up and down Carol the staircase. Uh, Carol Ann. The scene, Skerritt goes up. <laughs> Carol Ann, Carol Ann, Carol Ann as he goes Carol up. Ann. Then behind him is, is uh, Nancy Allen, his, his uh, wife. Bruce, 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 as she look, goes up. How then about comes this? Why couldn't they just have said one time in the movie as a joke, Carol, I would have loved that. The movie stinks. <laughs> the movie stinks. <laughs> he literally says it, it stinks. <laughs> so, what if this movie made us gay? <laughs> Boys. Uh, Nancy Allen's shoulder Nancy pads. Nancy Allen's shoulder pads. And Larry Flynn Boyle's entire wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything she wears. Remember, less is more. And I, do I dare yeah. say um, the guy that played Scott? <laughs> the, not, the fake Tom Holmes? I was, yeah. I was fascinated with that actor, and I looked up his career. It did nothing. Oh, I did Nothing. Poltergeist 3 was his only movie. Aww. I thought the other boy in the carpool who had a, a gold stud earring. Yeah. Was he cute? I thought he was cuter than the fake Tom Hulse guy. Now, was that his brother? And I couldn't understand because he kept saying, my party, my party, my party. Yeah. And then the sister was like, Scat. our party. Yeah. But then she was fucking around with Scat. And I was like, so are they all three siblings? I think they're all three but siblings. But then the mom said, two kids, two weeks, just like me. Oh, that's right. So the, he only had the gross sister. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I don't understand the relationship between the two boys. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It but is slim pickings as far as like sex appeal. In the oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I'd imagine that. that <laughs> I'd imagine that Scott probably lost out to that role in Parenthood to Tom Hulse. <laughs> to actually Tom Hulse. Well, isn't Tom Hulse an Oscar winner? He is. He won for Amadeus. Yeah. Did he win for Amadeus? He did. He yeah. should have done Poltergeist 3. I he mean, should have done what, what a missed opportunity. <laughs> missed opportunity. <laughs> it's yeah. like I had the choice of Paranoid. So what did, you think of, what did you think of the remake in 2015? Because we want opening day. I I'll, do. Too. I'll, I'll let you know what we thought after, <laughs> after you. I did not care for it. I thought the movie was a mess. No, we didn't like it either. Yeah. I mean, like, I tried to make sense of it. I wanted to like it. I wanted to like it's it. It's a classic example of remaking a movie, but just the magic is gone. Gone. And like, yeah. the acting. Like, and I never critique the acting because I think they have a hard job. Yeah. But um, it was like the family unit I didn't care about because they didn't care about. They just yeah. accepted everything that was going on. Yeah. They were just like, oh. And there's something more terrifying <laughs> in the first movie when she disappears. Yeah. And you really see the panic on their face of being like, oh, fuck. We can't call the cops. Right. Joe Beth Williams has so good some in that great movie. scenes in Poltergeist you, The 1. acting in that movie, because they're believing it, you believe it. Yes. You watch Poltergeist 3, you're like, they're getting a paycheck. There's yeah, that scene sure. with yeah. Joe Beth Williams <laughs> in the original Poltergeist where they're looking for Carol Ann. They go in the closet and they see that figure under under the sheet. And, they, and she thinks it's Carol Ann. Oh, and yeah. She thinks she's going to find her dead body, and she pulls it off, and it's the clown doll. And she and she laughs at that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. That, it's so genuine. That yeah. part always sends, like, she, She's laughing and back. crying. Because and I it's feel like, like yeah. they make Joe Beth Williams like every mother. Yeah. So you're just like, you sympathize, you're in it. Like, the movie's strong. Yeah, it's it is. It's a great movie. It's great. Yeah, and it could have been fun in the in the new one to tie it into new technology. They didn't but do they that. don't they do, do it. Yeah. They did a little bit with the 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 Tangina character in that movie which is um it's Richard Harris's kid uh that guy from Mad Men. Yeah. Um but, but and he he had his like his like uh his young tech people coming in and they had oh, some Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh. And you don't get yeah. the the and you don't get like the the ghost psychic any of those that really looks like Mona from Who's the Boss? <laughs> yeah. Beatrice Strait. You know, Beatrice Strait's big thing is that she won an Oscar for like four minutes of screen time. Oh, really? For Network. For Network. The yeah. lady that's in Poltergeist? Yeah. Good for yeah. her. I love that She's scene. She's really good in Poltergeist. I love yeah. that scene in Poltergeist. And do you know who turned who turned down that role to make Terms of Endearment? Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine oh in Poltergeist. Could have been in That would have been amazing. Yeah. That would have been great, but I mean... Which is budget for which is right, which yeah. is weird because <laughs> that's totally up Shirley MacLaine's alley. She knows yeah. about the other side. What she knows about book? the other side. She had a book. She did have a book. Um, I don't remember what it was called. It was about but it was, past lives. It was about past, past lives. lives. <laughs> yeah, that was her whole so, yeah. deal. So I really love that scene with her talking to the young kid about death and ghosts. Yes. Talking to Robbie. I think yeah. it Great really follow-up. nails. Yeah. I think it really nails just like what it means to be dead. Yeah, and you believe like when they go to that college and be like. For some reason, like you sympathize with the family, you like believe everything they're giving you. Yeah, like, everything. But the new one is just rushed. Yeah, agreed. Like, yeah. I feel like that's the biggest problem with movies these days. Is you just feel so rushed and it feels so like. Eh. Yeah, there's no heart. Yeah, yeah. No family. And I read that they're looking into developing a new Poltergeist. They should. So they're gonna be sweeping I mean, it again. Can, yeah, do you they remember do now? Do you remember from the nineties? The um, anthology show? series. <laughs> Before there was American Horror Story, there was the Poltergeist <laughs> anthology series on USA. Yeah, yeah. I, the only re- the only reason I remember that is because 
the the guy from April Fool's Day was the star of it. Oh, oh. okay. Don't ask me his name. He had like the big right. hair. Yeah, and he carried a um, video camera. In April Fool's Day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very sexy gentleman. <laughs> but I didn't. I wasn't a dedicated viewer. Sure. No. I, no, I, I never watched it. I didn't either. I but mean, I remember it was a thing. It was a thing. I'm on the USA Network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely USA Network material. <laughs> <laughs> Those anthology shows in the 80s and the, like the early 90s never really got me. The thing where it was like every episode was a different story. I was always like, uh, they were kind of boring. Yeah, I, I didn't make, I didn't commit. No, not at all. So how would you explore a new poltergeist if you were going to maybe re-examine this material? Which is weird because... I've always thought Insidious was more or less oh, a yeah. remake of Poltergeist. Absolutely. Because yeah. the first movie, I mean, just kind of mirrors, mirrors that story. And what Insidious does better than the Poltergeist franchise is that there was sort of a there was sort of a story with all of them mm-hmm. that they kind of all connected to each other. Yeah. Oh, with the sequels, you mean? That they sort yeah. of had it in mind when they made it where they were going to take it. Yeah. And it was fun to see it all connect together when you watch all the movies. I, that's such a good point. Yeah. Now when I think about it, Insidi- Insidious is definitely a stronger pull. Because yeah. Ins- uh, Insidious and Insidious, Insidious Chapter 2 more or less run as one movie. Is there Insidious 3? Yes. There it's is. The one, it's the one in East L.A. with Dermot Maroney. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's a different yeah, family sucks. at that point. Yeah, it's not yeah. great. I like it. The first it. two work better. I mean, it's a good movie, but I thought it was just a good The fourth movie. one wasn't yeah. that good. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. The fourth one. Oh, is that the last key? Yeah. Yeah, that one wasn't That's great. the backstory for Lynn Shea. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like her. Yeah, no, she's great. But, um, well, do we have any final thoughts on Poltergeist 3? I say if you're going to see it, <laughs> be with friends. Yes. And maybe alcohol. A bottle this is of wine. A movie, this is a movie <laughs> if you're just like... Uh, surfing Amazon Prime at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, that's how I did it. Just yeah, land sure. right on it. Yeah. If you don't even have to watch the whole thing, I think the first hour is the best yeah, part. Yeah, definitely. And then you can kind of turn it off from there. Yeah, because yeah. the ending, the like the last 30 minutes. Yeah, it doesn't tie anything together, but, but yet, it's still fun. My closing thoughts, I loved this movie as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and no, yeah. thinking back now, why? No. Why did I love this movie? I don't know. Maybe you just loved. You just wanted to be friends with Lara Flynn Boyle. I just wanted to be friends with Laura Flynn Boyle. <laughs> I always really love Nancy Allen. Me yeah, too. Nancy Allen say, always yeah. reminded me of my mom too. Mm-hmm. My mom has a very Nancy Allen quality about her from the eighties. I could say she's very motherly. Mm-hmm. I would say Laura Flynn Boyle, Nancy Allen. I love them both. Yeah. So sure, I'll watch it. And the faggoty teacher from the special school. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The actor's name is Richard Fire. Richard that's Fire. That's a cool name. So Richard, he's flaming. He's flaming. <laughs> Richard Fire, come on the show. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Tim, where can we find your podcast? Uh, Happy Horror Time is on iTunes. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have an Instagram for it? Oh, uh, it's very basic. It's the Tim Murdoch. Awesome. Yeah. And um, Twitter is Tim Murdoch. Cool. Yeah. Great. Well, we'll look you up. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. We'll have to have you back again. Thank you for coming on our show, man. That was great. It was so much fun. Yeah. Anybody out there wants to find us on socials, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Movies That Made Us Gay. We're also on Twitter at MTMUG Pod. And you can shoot us a line at uh, movies that made us gay at gmail.com if you want. Do you have any movies that you want us to do? Yeah. If you want to come on the show, let us know. Yeah. You can uh, reach out to us on Instagram, any of those. And give us five stars. Give us five stars. And give That's Happy important. Horror Time five stars. Yes, of course. And write a good review and write us a good review. 
Yes! Yes! <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. This was Movies That Made Us Gay. We'll be back next week. Bye! Bye!